Psych. Ha. Does anyone actually recognize that song um, from the beginning? Because, you know, we never get to hear the beginning. We always just hear the chorus. Well, you guys know what it is. They're true fans. Welcome, everyone, to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast. I'm Sarah C., and I am without Holly B. today. As you guys know, she is finishing up nationals in Connecticut and should be home tomorrow. Um, so I'm sure we'll be able to podcast hopefully later this weekend and catch up on everything that happened there and get back into season four where we left off and any other thing, um, things that have been happening. Well, what has been happening, allegedly, obviously, all the news outlets are confirming this, though I have yet to see a public post or a, a direct quote from Miss Sheena confirming her engagement. But the rocks there, all the bloggers, all the biz, everyone's uh, chatting about it, writing about it, confirming she's engaged. So mm, I'll give it 100% when I hear it from her mouth. Until then, I'm going to be the one percenter that is just holding out on, I don't know, just not going to speculate. Let her do her exciting announcement when she wants to. So if you are, congratulations. But I'm going to hold off on my congrats until you get to announce it the way you want to announce it. There. All right. Well, also, um, filming has wrapped. So we are done. And they don't really wrap this early. So I'm a little concerned. It's usually August considering we're not even at the end of July yet. Uh, maybe it's a little worried um, because they didn't, it's not like they started earlier. So we'll see. Um, again, like you guys, we'll take anything we can get at this point. We're just chomping at the bit. And hopefully this early wrap date means extra time for editing to crank this shizzle out and get us what we need this fall. Um, sooner rather than later, but we do also want it to be good. So not too much of a hurry. All right. Um, what else? So the other night at Craig's, well, it was said that it was like an engagement celebration dinner for James and Raquel, but they got engaged quite a while ago. And this was just with Sheena Brock, James Raquel, Ariana, and Jamie Lynn was there. I don't believe anyone else was there. The Tom, like neither Tom was there. Ariana was solo. I don't know. I feel like maybe it was just a friend get together kind of thing because I feel like there'd be other people there if it was like their engagement dinner. Maybe it was just their engagement dinner with like those couple people. So lots of paparazzi at Craig's that night. That's for sure. And they were all looking bomb. But I believe that was the first, one of the first times that Sheena was sporting the ring that people are speculating about. So we shall see. I'm kind of speculating maybe that was the ruse that they're saying it was a celebration dinner for James and Raquel um, two months later. Or was it an early engagement party celebration dinner for Sheena and Brock? Because Jamie was there, and I know Jamie's friends with James and Raquel, 
but are they best friends? Because that dinner was only like a couple people. I don't know. Jamie (laughs) on a way in. All right. What else is going on? Jax is back making fun of a homeless person and their dwelling, which is just great. Uh, Very Shep-esque. And it does make sense that, you know, Shep and Jax are friends. Shep was at the wedding at the Kentucky Castle. If you guys remember, Shep did something similar, made fun of a homeless person on the street. It didn't go over well as it shouldn't. And yeah, you'd think uh, Jax might have learned from his buddy's mistake, but nope. He uh, he went ahead and tweeted it anyways, so I believe it has been taken down now, but I can just hear him. You know, like, I don't care. Everyone's so damn sensitive. JX, you just can't do that, though. You have to be more sensitive. Why? Why? Why, Brittany? Speaking of, they went on E! Daily Pop, and they were asking about parenthood, and who's the better diaper changer? And Brittany's like, I am because he doesn't, Jax doesn't wipe all that well. And so I find lots of little dingleberries every time I change crews. Okay, I, I didn't really need that visual. And like lots of little dingleberries. Like wh- what is this kid eating? I mean, obviously I know he's probably eating a lot of corn. I guess that could be the dingleberry she's talking about. It's This is just grossing me out, this whole conversation. I can't even be, believe I'm talking about it. Um. But yeah, for a little baby, it sounds like a lot. So, hmm. well, good luck with that, Brittany. And I'm, I'm glad you noticed that he's not doing a proper job so that your kid stays healthy. Anyways, what else is... Okay, so then... Oh, and then someone said that Jax is now once again following Big Brother Australia. So maybe they're still working things out. Maybe they're still in negotiations. Who knows? Still waiting on that big announcement, Rand and Jax. Um, Lala was on a podcast saying how Jax will be Randall's best man because they are best friends. So that's pretty intense. Um, So speaking of Rand, they went to his premiere of Midnight in the Switchgrass starring... Bruce Willis and Megan Fox. They are on the cover of the promo cardboard cutout thingy. Neither attended. Oh, also starring Machine Gun Kelly. None of those three attended. Seems a little odd. <clears throat> um, kind of funny because Megan Fox cited that, you know, with the recent surge in COVID cases due to the variant she didn't feel comfortable going to this movie premiere. However, the weekend before, she felt very comfortable to go to Venice Beach and crash someone's house party. And Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly started jamming out at this house party they crashed that was like just jam-packed. Apparently, that's okay. But a movie premiere where you're, you know, spaced out, plenty of seating. And trust me, I know there's plenty of seating because I watched their stories and it was a little sad. Now, I don't know if this was shade or what, but there was a few people that posted stories uh, at the theater, inside the theater, while Randall was giving his, I don't know, speech on whatever, 
on the premiere, on the debut, like, well, I started, ah, it's a great movie, blah, blah, blah. He's up there on stage. You can't even see him. He's like a little ant because he's so far away. And in that, because I guess everyone must be seated like in the second section or whatever. I like to sit up front at movie theaters. I don't know why, mainly because I don't like heads in front of me. But nobody is sitting in this front section, which is like, it feels like 20 rows or 25 rows. It's like totally empty. So I don't know why they didn't zoom in on their camera while filming Randall speak. Um, I'm kind of guessing it's a little shade there that they didn't zoom in because they wanted to show all the empty seats and how actually nobody was at this movie premiere. So Megan, I'm not sure about your argument because I'm sure you could have asked what's the RSVP? How many people is everyone going to be, you know, six feet apart, which they easily could have done in this theater based on what I saw. So I think maybe things aren't going so well for um, Megan and MGK with Lala and Rand. I don't think they're best friends anymore. I think something went happened. Maybe they're embarrassed in the mood. I don't know. Just speculation. Also, because Miss Lala, when doing red carpet pictures for the premiere, um, she's standing in front of the movie cardboard thing. And she's standing right in front of <clears throat> what is Megan Fox's body. So she's covering Megan completely head to toe. So it looks like La La standing next to Bruce Willis. Just seems a little shady. It was so strategically placed, like you can't even see a hair of Megan's head. So it seems like La La may be throwing a little shade back at Megan for not showing up or maybe something else happened. I would like to find out though, because that sounds fun. Because those two were way up Megan and MGK's ass for the longest time. And if you recall... Um, that was part of the issue between Lala and Sheena, too, because Sheena was going through her miscarriage. Lala was in Palm Springs. Um, her mom told Sheena to reach out to Lala because Lala had said, anything she needs, I'm here. I'll be there in a second. So Sheena did. And Lala mm, really couldn't be there because she had to go have dinner with Megan and MGK. So priorities, I guess, because that's a little more important than being there for your friend. But, you know, we've moved past that. Well, they have. I haven't. Um, Sheena's too forgiving. Anyways, um, yeah. So I didn't see anyone in the theater. The only one I saw at that premiere was Randall and Lala, along with the entire VPR cast. Um, and by that, I mean the ex-VPR cast. I'm not sure about... I, I don't know if I saw Charlie there. <clears throat> but like Stassi was there. Jackson Britt were there, Kristen and Alex were there, along with the Toms and Sheena and Ariana and Katie. You get the picture. So they were all there. I don't know who else was there. I didn't see anybody else. So good luck with that movie. Um, when it's available, Holly and I will watch it and report back. We'll review it. We got to get into that Access Sally movie too. I did not hear good things about it, but hey, I'm down. And it's like uh, Puerto Rico, Cuba, down with that. So we will do those reviews along while working on our deep dive so we can prep for this season. Yes, cannot wait. All right, what else? Um, Not a lot. They went to Solvang. 
looks like they maybe ended there. I don't know if like they just felt it was so compelling, like watching, oh shoot, watching Kristen eat lavender off the bush. We're not going to get to see that. Oh, we're also not going to see Kristen stomping around and banging on hotel room doors looking for cigarettes which I guess, thanks to producer Jerry, we didn't get to see last time either because he didn't put that in. Now, that would have been like one of the classic top 10 moments. Maybe top five. But, mm, I don't know, Jerry, maybe it was like the brief flare that took that out. Don't know. I'm sure if it was the brief flare, if it was Sheena doing that, it would have been in there. I don't know what they were thinking. Some of the best footage is out there. We have to see it. So let me hit some few birthdays. And then you guys, I just want to talk a little bit about Beverly Hills and Potomac because shit's popping off and Holly doesn't watch that uh, either show. I don't know why. Um, Nor New York. I wasn't going to touch on New York this week, though. But um, let me shout out some birthdays. So on July 25th is Shelby Harris and Lydia Rich. On July 26th is Torin M. Shout out, Torin. Um, I will be spending his birthday with him on Monday. And also, Gabrielle Niemand. I'm not spending it with Gabrielle, but um, wish I was. Maybe next year. July 28th is Susie Sharp and Christine Yukin Leifer. I hope I said that right. Yukin, Yushin, Leifer, Leifer. Okay, July 29th, Kimberly Hoyt. July 30th, DJ Smitty and Laura Carr. And July 21st, Daisy B. You guys know who she is, but you've been hearing a lot about her sister lately, Ronnie Ray. Let's not forget about Daisy. Daisy's birthday is July 31st. She's turning three. Okay, there we go. Hopefully we'll be back before then, but I just wanted to get it out there. All right, you guys, what are you guys thinking of Beverly Hills? a lot to unpack here. Erica. Now, I think I would have had a great deal of empathy or at least some empathy for her had she not been the way she's been on social media since all of this. Just flaunting, bragging, being ice cold, almost making fun and taunting the victims. Like, that cancels out anything she says or that we see on the show. It just can't. Um, the mascara last week, like I thought it was kind of funny. Camille Grammer threw some shade. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. We were in the Bahamas. It was just like over a hundred and humid and we swam all day and yet never had any mascara issues then. So I definitely think, hmm, uh, strategy, purposeful mascara. Uh, I'm not going to go waterproof today because people will feel sorry for me. I don't know. I know that's a stretch. It's just, it's a theory. So I, I, you know, it is hard not to feel for her because there are just so many elements. Um, and I'm not saying she's guilty or not. I just don't like how she's been handling everything on social media and, um, a little humility, a little, uh, maybe let me just go off for a while and be quiet would have gone a long way. And I think by doing things the way she's doing it, she's drawing more attention to herself by people she doesn't want 
to have more attention on her. And I'm not even talking about trolls. I'm talking about authorities and investigators and things like that. So um, probably not the way I would go about it, but you do you. So I do appreciate that she's laying it all out, though, like everything about the cheating, the money, his personality, what an asshole he is, um, you know, and then the accident. But again, as I saw a lot of your guys' memes and commentary on social media about how we just can't like track this accident. It's like, wait, what is it? So he was in an accident, broke his ankle. Okay. Nope. Now he broke his shoulder, his clavicle. Oh, then he was unconscious for 12 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Head injury. I, she's like, I know because I found him. But then later she says, well, he was gone and I just assumed he was at one of his mistresses, but then he called me. Well, did you find him or did he call you? So then she goes into, he called her, I think from the ditch or whatever. And she said that first she said he drove off a cliff but then later she said he fell out of the car or tumbled out of the car, but the car was still up there, but yet the car's totaled. So it's very unclear. Did the car go off the cliff? Did he fall out mid-plunge, plummet? Did he jump out? Did he walk? I, I don't know. It's just a lot of different stories that it, they don't mesh. They don't make a lot of sense, but... I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. He was in an accident and that's all that matters. Um, I assume probably because maybe he had a moment and he doesn't want anyone to know because, you know, it's a very, it's a prideful thing for anybody, but certainly men and certainly men of that era uh, losing their memory and ability to be self-sufficient is their worst nightmare. So I understand why he wanted it kept quiet. Um, but it was interesting. She said that she never, she knew about cheating or just kind of overlooked it, but she never once looked at his phone or anything like that until Yolanda divorced David Foster. Now, what's that mean? Was David cheating on Yolanda? I don't recall any storylines around that. I know he was a dick and not really that he was sick of her having Lyme's disease. Um, But I don't know. Did she catch him cheating? Is that what that inferred you guys can you weigh in can you post in our facebook group or dm me oh if you haven't joined our facebook group vanderpump rules party podcast on facebook it's private closed group just request to join and it's fun it's private your normal people won't see anything that you don't want them to see but yet you can bond with people that have the love of all things vpr like we all do um so join us there. If you don't want, if you aren't on there, or just want to hit us up, you can DM us. DM Sarah at Sarah C-O-C. It's S-A-R-A-H-C-E-E-O-C on Instagram or Vanderpump Rules Party on Instagram. So with that business, uh, and also leave us a voicemail. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want us to play your voicemail, happy to do it. It's 805 Vander 8. So leave a voicemail and we will play it. Let us know if you want us to play it or if you don't want us to play it. But I assume if you leave the message, you'll want us to play it. Anyways, back to the show. So let's see what else. I'm not really a Crystal fan. I just, I haven't vibed with her so far. I find her callous. Maybe the first episode I thought she was okay. But since then, 
She's just kind of callous. I hated the way she kept smirking last week against Sutton um, and just doubling down and just refusing to like meet her in the middle at all. Um, Yeah, I'm not really, I don't really need her, I guess, this season. Maybe things will change. We do need more Kathy. That's a given. Um, I loved her sweeping the, the broken glass with the barbecue wire brush. That's that seems dangerous. Um, I loved her dust buster comment because for you long time listeners, long time listeners, um, Holly and I had a lot of conversations about dust busters. I've purchased her one. She gifted one back to me because as I would tell her, I would go through three to four dust busters a year <clears throat> because <clears throat> it's my spider control mechanism. Um, I would just use that to you know, zip up, not like daddy long legs. I'm not that cruel. It's just, if it's like a really scary one, you know, like a black widow or something like that. I, I don't, you know, I just, whatever. But then I'm afraid that it's going to somehow survive and climb out. So I put it in the dust buster and then I put the dust buster outside and they leave it out there. Well, then sometimes like it rains or the sprinklers or whatever. And then like, it doesn't really work anymore or I'm afraid to use it thinking I'll be electrocuted or something if I plug in a wet dust buster. So I eventually just throw them out. I know it's very wasteful and stupid. So I was on a kick for that. I would go through a few a year. Um, so I really appreciated this reference to dust busting because it is still a thing and it's very handy when you don't have someone to contain your spiders for you. Um, Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. You just, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do. All right. Um, also because I had a friend that was bitten by a brown recluse and I don't ever want to go through that. So I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to like just escort them outside and set them free. And when possible with bug situations, I do do that, but if there's a black widow next to my bed, I'm, I'm not going to like have them crawl up on a piece of paper and then I'll bring them out into the woods. It's just not happening. So, all right. Okay. Oh, I really wish they would have shown someone like biting into the, like the rock bread that Kathy put out. That would have been funny. I love that she put it out. It's hysterical. I would have loved to see these ladies as they're in their ball gowns bite into that to see if they would say anything or be like, ooh, and or just like politely not eat it. But I probably went to work anyways. That's probably why they didn't show the footage because these bitches ain't eating any bread. I don't care if it's soft. I don't care if it's hard. They don't even know it's hard because they didn't even touch it because they don't eat bread or probably many other things. I really want to know. Okay, so things got obviously very tense. Erica was revealing everything and then it just got real awkward. And so I appreciate Sutton kind of lighting things up. She's like, well, who would like some pancake cake? And I'm immediately like, what is pancake cake? I mean, it kind of sounds awful because pancakes make me sick. So I can't imagine a pancake in a cake. That's like way too much. But what they brought out did not look like pancakes or a pancake cake. And I don't know what a pancake cake is supposed to look like, but it, that's not what I thought it should look like. This looked like a cheesecake, right? Or like panna cotta or something. It was like jiggly on, I don't know, but it, 
that did not look like pancake cake. But who am I to say, <clears throat> considering I don't even know what that is? All right. Well, let me know your thoughts on the Bab Hills. It does look like it's a good season. Um, I mean, they just showed their, I mean, obviously it has been up to this point, but they just showed the mid-season trailer. So a good rest of the season, I shall say. Potomac. All right. I know a lot of you guys have slept on Potomac. I've watched since the beginning. I've always enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed the ladies. I thought they were elegant and um, interesting and fun. But this season, it's kind of taken a turn. Like, I feel like, I feel like Luann when I want to say, it's just so de classe. Like some of the conversations they're having, I mean, at the dinner table or with new people, they're talking about WAPs and dry boxes and like, uh, I don't really need to hear this on my housewives. Like, I don't want to visualize your WAP or your dry hot box. Okay. It's not really something that I tune in for. So I thought it was a little gross. And um, I don't know, not their normal MO for this show. So I thought, okay, well, maybe that was just episode one. I'll give it another chance. But episode two, they kind of doubled down and they still kept talking about that. They were talking about some other things. I don't know. It's just... It wasn't great for me. Um, Ashley's still my favorite, but her husband is still my least favorite. He just creeps me out. Michael, I, I just can't. I don't know. I mean, I hope she's happy. She's get, She has her second kid. I hope it works out for her. But he's creepy. He creepy. I love her this year, though. She's just like the comic relief. I love how she felt bad because, I mean, she's so pregnant and all the ladies are on their heels. So then she like gets out of her snow boots and tries to squish her feet into these heels. And the ladies are like, honey, it's just a no because her feet are so, so swollen from being pregnant. And she's like, really? I don't know. I thought it was cute. So that was, was that at the nude interlude party? I thought that was kind of, that's a weird party. Again, I don't know that I'd have a party to show off my plastic surgery, I thought Wendy looks very different. Like I I don't recall her boobs or her butt before, but I thought her face looked different. In fact, in episode one, I thought she was the new girl. I was like, who's this? I don't know. She looked very different to me. But Mia is the new girl, Karen's friend. Now this is hmm. <laughs> How to say this. <laughs> okay, so she can't get her math right. She's like, my husband's thirty-eight years older than me. And then she's like, oh, and, you know, I had, what's it called, clitopasty because he bangs me so hard and so often. Again, I don't need to picture this. Like, can you just, okay, all right, I won't judge. Um, anyway, she's like, for 68, you know, he really gets it and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it sounds like for 28, he really gets it. Um, and then the people are like, wait, 68? You said he's 38 years old. They're like, are you 30? And... This bitch does not look 30, okay? Um, she kind of reminds me of Jen Shaw. I mean, she kind of, to me, look, you know, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to look shame, but I, I don't believe 30. 
six is what she comes up with. And why I don't believe it is because she didn't believe it. She was taken off guard, taken aback when they asked her name and she had to do redo the math. And she, and then later on, she said she had to go check her ID because she forgot how old she was. It's like, no, bitch, you don't forget how old you are. I mean, maybe if you're like 83 or something, but no, that's not even true because I know 83 year olds and they know how old they are. So you just weren't expecting someone to ask you how old you were. So you had to scramble and she did not deliver it believably. She, you, she did not believe she was 36. So therefore, nor do I. Um, and damn, if you're getting Botox and fillers every four weeks, all that maintenance and that's what 36 is, then I feel like I'm on the right path of still being Botox and filler free <laughs> because, um, yeah, that I mm, don't get it. But, um, yeah, four weeks seems a lot. seems like most people do it like every six months now or four months is what I hear. Every week, every month, that seems like a lot of maintenance because don't you like swell up and stuff and have to heal? So it's like you spend three weeks of or like one week of the four like healing. I don't know. Anyways, um, I did think it was a little rude of Wendy, though, because when she was like, I don't know what Mia had said, but Wendy's like, well, hmm, it looks like you've had a lot of work done. I mean, like, that's rude to say to someone. I mean, she opened, and then she's like, yeah, I did, I have, and I do, and I own it. And that's when she started talking about everything she's had done, which props, you own it. I mean, I don't think you have to tell, you don't owe anybody explanations or not, but if you're going to have a party about what you did, then maybe be honest. If you're going to have everyone, like, try and eat a, you tell everyone to eat your nipple on a cupcake, like gross. Again, this is an, another one of my trigger points. I was like, yeah, I don't, you you have a cake and cupcakes made to look like your boobs. And then you ask everyone to toast to you and eat your nipple off the cupcake. Like I, I'm not, I ain't doing that. <laughs> Yuck. I know it's, not actually a nipple it's chocolate or whatever it is but it's just weird to me um I don't know so Mia's talking about everything she's had done and she talked about the clitopass clito clitoplasty whatever and Ashley's like well yeah I've heard you know I guess you know people do that if you know their childbirth was rough on them or things can go awry. And Mia's like, yep, yep, that's what a, why a lot of women do it. And she didn't really elaborate. She elaborates the next party they're at. And she's like, well, I've never had a vaginal birth. I've only had, uh, I've had three scheduled C-sections. So then Ashley, quick to not miss a beat, she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But you had the clitoplasty, I thought, because you had, you know, three kids and childbirth. She's like, no, we just hit it really hard and a lot. <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? And your husband's 68? Like, hmm. So then they, as they play a game later and they figure out how all the couples met and Mia met her husband at a strip club, then Ashley speculated she needed the clitoplasty because she was a stripper and they apparently have to use their, uh, make it clap. I don't know. I mean, 
I have not seen that. I have been to strip clubs, but I, I'm sure it goes on. I'm sure it's a thing. You know, anyways, I don't really care why she needed it or she just wanted it. I don't care the reason. I don't care that it happened. I just don't really need to hear about it. And if that's what the show now is, I'm a little concerned. And then Wendy going off. First of all, she lives 100 miles away. Like, how are they friends? How is she on the show? Like, it's like saying like Real Housewives of Orange County, but you live in Burbank. Like, what the fuck? Or San Diego. You live in San Diego, but you're on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, mm, that's a stretch. So then she goes on a two-hour monologue about why she got the plastic surgery. And then she denied getting her butt done. But they're all like, mm, girl, we saw your butt before in that you didn't have one. And then she later admits it. So it's like, if you're going to have everyone dissect your body and, and celebrate it at a party where you want them to eat your body parts in the form of a cupcake, then you better fucking admit what you had done. So she admits it later that, yes, she did have her butt done as well. Again, is this what this show's about now? I don't know. Then this bizarre conversation between Karen and Giselle and Karen, and she kind of admits later, um, she just starts throwing out like weird terms and phrases that mean nothing. They correlate to nothing. And everyone's super confused. And she's like telling Giselle, cause G- Giselle is threatening to like out some rumors about Karen's drinking or Karen's husband's cheating or her husband's ding dong doesn't work or whatever. And Karen's like, well, I'm going to tell everyone about your fiery box. Yep. She has a hot box. And I'm like, Karen, do you actually know what that means? Because that's like a pot reference, you know, like if we're smoking pot in the car, it's like a hot box. Um, I just learned that, by the way, in the last decade, because, you know, I'm, I'm not a hot boxer, but I might have a hot box. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know what she means by that. But even if she meant like that area, is that like a bad thing? I mean, it's better than a cold one better than a dry you know I, yeah, I don't want to get into details here they already did that with the WAP versus the dry again nothing I want to picture but it's not really an insult but then she's like you're just like a two-bit whore from Hampton you're a broken whore from Hampton University and everybody knows it and that's why we ended up in Sing Sing and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about like where does prison come in here Sing Sing is a prison in New York And are we not past like using sex as a weapon to like insult someone like Giselle's a grown ass woman. She's married. She had kids. She's dating. What the fuck is wrong with? Come on. So Karen, you really lost your standing there. I mean, have been a fan of Karen, Queen Karen. But mm, when you're shaming someone over their sexuality or their hot box, uh, it's a problem. And also, what's up with Sing Sing? I don't know. She later tells, I think, Ashley that she doesn't know. She just made it up and it sounded like it had a ring to it and people would be curious. It's like, you make no fucking sense. It's like, all right. And she, oh, so she's all mad because, in fact, I, I, I would be mad if I was Giselle. She's mad because she says Giselle wished her Karen's husband dead. She wants him dead. She wished him dead. Okay. And this is 
based on a conversation back in 2017. Okay, on an episode. Okay, this shit didn't happen. They even showed the footage. First of all, the one who should be offended is Giselle because Ray, Karen's husband, is sitting down with Giselle and telling her how she's a beautiful woman, but she better land a man quick before her looks fade. Okay, you fucking asshole. And you're not like exactly great looking either, Ray Ray. Um, She's more than her fucking looks. And maybe she doesn't need to land a man. But even if she was, um, hopefully that man would fall in love with her, not just her looks. Dick. Um, Yeah, it was gross. And so Giselle in her confessional, she's like, "Mm, I'm sorry. She's like, you'll be dead and buried before these looks ever fade. Okay, that's not wishing Ray dead. That's saying, I'm beautiful. I'm always going to be beautiful. You're old. You're probably going to die before I even like get a wrinkle. And she's not necessarily wrong. But uh, it's just, I thought the grossness was on Ray's part. And um, they turned it into Giselle wishing Ray dead, which is not what she said. And then, just was like that's not even a thing and she's like it what oh robin said why karen this is four years ago why didn't you just address it then she goes i couldn't because my kids were young and they were hurting and then they panned to her kids at that um in that footage they were 19 and 27 (laughs) it's like okay i mean we know season one raven was like graduated it's like karen you, you got to prepare. If you're going to throw these bombs out, you got to be planning this shit 10 steps ahead. So you're prepared with backup, with leverage, with reactions. You, you just winging it shit is not working out for you. Well, you may not be one of those people that can just come back like that. Ashley, Giselle. Yeah, they can do it. So, all right. Um, they do the titty toast. Yuck. Um, what is going on with Candace's confessional look? It's like the scariest thing anyone has ever seen. Um, I, I don't understand. It's like a yellow line. It's like a clown, a yellow line over all the eyeshadow. And it's just very bizarre. It's very confusing. Um, Robin critiques Giselle's new house, says the inside's great, but the outside looks horrible. I mean, she's not saying wrong. I like um, Karen's little invitations to her love lunch because they involved Roche Ferrer. And I love those fucking little hazelnut delights. They're so good. One of my favorites. So, okay, we already talked about Mia looking at her ID, trying to figure out her age. And so... Then we kind of are ending it. And so Wendy kind of calls Mia out because Mia had stood up for Giselle a little bit at the previous party. And she's like, dude, you you came with Karen. Like you should stand up for your friend, Karen. Uh, but, and now you're calling Giselle out. She goes, well, I didn't know what had transpired. I didn't know Giselle had wished Ray dead, um, which again, she didn't. Um, so then Wendy's like, well, why did you give your, your number then if you thought Giselle was distasteful or whatever? And she, and Mia then comes straight for Wendy. She's like, because I was trying to lighten the mood, which is what you should have been doing because it's your home. So it's like, Ooh, get it. Um, 
And then Wendy comes back at her. Mia's like, I'm talking. I'm done talking to her and like waves her hand, like shoes Wendy away. And Wendy's like, don't you put your hand in my face. Um, It's getting good. So I'm kind of here for that. It looks like it's going to heat up and I will stay with it. I just, you know, I don't really want to have some of these same conversations again about their private parts over it. Um, I know, because then they go into it again and they play the Newlywood game, which is fun. I love games. Um, I love the Newlywood game um, itself. But then they're like, what's your favorite sexual position? So then I hear I got a picture like Ray and Karen, like what positions they do. <sighs> I mean, uh, didn't need that. Didn't need the location of the craziest place they had sex. Although props to a... Uh, Mia and G for Waffle House bathroom. I am a lover of the Waffle House, uh, mainly because we don't have them on the West Coast. And I really fell in love with them in like New Orleans and the South. So anytime I'm anywhere, um, I try to go. And it doesn't sit well with me anymore. Not that it ever did. But I just love going there. Anytime you can order like the entire menu and your bill is $20, it's insane. But my sister and I used to go there and we'd order like our our standard whatever. And um, I don't know, bill would be like $20. And like, it's fun then to leave like $20 tip for $40 tip or, you know, depends on the time. But I don't know. It's one of my favorite places. Um, I will rethink the bathroom now next time I go. Definitely wash those hands. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we'll not touch the sink. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for Potomac. If you guys haven't watched, if you want the gist of it, hit me up. I'm happy to tell you like who's who and what happened the last few seasons and that sort of thing. Um, last season was good. The season before that was good. I don't know. I have, you know, I have hope for this season. I'm hanging on. We weren't sure how it was going to work with the Candace Monique thing. Monique's obviously gone. I enjoyed Monique. Um, she was one of my favorites. Last year was problematic for both Monique and Candace. Um, I'm not excited that Candace is back, although I guess she's been okay so far this season. So we'll just see how it goes. All right, you guys, Holly and I will be back with VPR season four, the next episode where we left off anything that happens over the weekend. And we are gearing up. We are in the middle of our deep dives for gearing up for this season. Um, so hopefully we'll get everyone excited. We have some fun things planned and coming up. And thank you for sticking with us during this whole period of uh, no VPR. We've made it. We're almost there. We're almost to the finish line. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.